Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about Society of the Snow. came out last year, 2023, written and directed by J.A. Bayona. Uh, co-written by Bernat Villaplana and Jamie Marquis, as well as Nicholas Casarigio, uh, based on a book by Pablo Virsi. This movie has a cast of mostly first-time performers, I believe is what I heard. Not sure if it's just first-time actors in a film. Maybe there's some stage performers, but I think it was a lot of first-time actors in this. Uh, and this film is about the flight of a rugby team crashes on a glacier in the Andes. The few passengers who survive the crash find themselves in one of the world's toughest environments to survive. Uh, this was a movie, I kind of remember the film Alive from 1993. Anybody remember that one? Uh, same story, so you kind of know aspects of this story, uh, which I remembered at least enough to know that I've seen it and what one of the major aspects of the story includes, which, you know, I would say this movie... The related aspect that uh, these movies share in this movie isn't as big of a deal as the overarching survival of these people is. The many things they had to overcome and endure to survive. Uh, those that did survive, anyway. Um, so I had seen that this was coming out on Netflix, and I, I probably watched a bit of the trailer uh, and uh, added it, you know, to have it remind me when it came out. And when this came out, I was kind of, <clears throat> kind of, uh, wasn't, first off, I didn't know how well it it was going to be told, right? Because, you know, the first movie, it's crazy. I don't really remember it, but, you know, wasn't sure how this new version of the story would be told. Um, and I heard it was good. I heard good things about it, so I decided to check it out. Um, I mean, it sounded like a movie I would enjoy. I enjoy the sub, the survival subgenre of films. Um, and in the end, after watching this, I love this movie <laughs> far more than I had expected. Uh, visually, it's stunning. Uh, the story, heroic. You know, what rug this rugby team faced in order to just survive is just absolutely overwhelming. Uh, but if you like movies, you know, the survival type movies, I think the director's previous film was uh, another survival film in the uh, it was a uh, title, not a tidal wave, tidal wave, tsunami, tsunami. Uh, but if you like other movies like The Revenant, uh, Gravity. 
127 hours i think it was the amount of time uh or there's a doc that i really love that really reminded me of this called touching the void uh then you'll like this movie as well if you like any of those or you like the just movie about people trying to survive or a person trying to survive uh this is that movie for you because uh, i really love this movie we'll get back to the show after the short message are you a true fan of the ray taylor show do you crave more content more insight more of everything that makes this show great then inspired disorder plus is exactly what you need for only five dollars a month transform your listening and viewing experience into something extraordinary no more waiting no more ads enjoy the full week of episodes of the ray taylor show in both audio and video formats completely ad free but that is just the beginning you'll get exclusive early access to the many faces series you can dive into our extensive live painting archive you can enjoy special deals and discounts that are only available to our members. The perks don't just stop there. Delve into an extensive back catalog of over 14 podcasts with over 618 episodes. Get posted, get personal posts from Ray Taylor through his blog. That's my blog. That's me. You can expand your horizons with my creative writing section and participate in an Ask Me Anything section where your questions bring life to our community. Ready to step up your game? Visit InspiredDisorder.com plus and join our exclusive club. It's not just content, it's an experience. See you on the plus side. Now let's get back to the show. This is one of my favorite subgenres of film, right? Uh, you meet characters. Those characters are put in an impossible odds after a, a tragic event uh, or even a small accident occurs. But then you have these characters are in a situation where they need to find a way to survive in a situation where survival seems like the least likely outcome. Uh, you have movies like Gravity, like I said, where you character stranded in space and needs to get back to Earth. Probably one of the most extreme examples of a survival movie. You have the documentary that I mentioned, Touching the Void. Amazing documentary. Highly recommend it. Uh, you have these two ice climbers. It's a well-known story. Uh, this is kind of a narrative hybrid movie, Touching the Void. But you have these two ice climbers one of which falls as they're climbing into a crevice thought to be dead uh and that person is not dead and is trying to survive <laughs> uh the difference in this movie however is that it's a large group of people which changes things so unlike the other films where you get to know the characters through their journey because usually I mean, Gravity is just Sandra Bullock's character in uh, Touching the Void. It's kind of two characters. But in a lot of these, even in the previous movie by this director that I think had Ewan McGregor in it, uh, 
is uh, three people. It's like a husband, a wife, and a kid. And I think the wife and kid get separated from the husband. Uh, so they're kind of in two separate. But you kind of get to know. You're following those specific people. Whereas in this movie, there's so many people. It's hard to, like, remember who's who. When people die, I mean, it's just, it's, you don't, the deaths, which there are many deaths in this. Uh, you don't necessarily feel that pain because you've gotten to know a character you feel that pain because there's just the vast amount of people that are dying throughout this the course of this movie so it's you know it lacks that that connection you may have with characters but I don't really mind that much, you know. I mean, that's I think that's more due to the only way they could do that was if they put this in like a mini series format and really each each episode took time to like focus on a few of the characters. Uh so we don't really get to know any of them. Oh, there's a few that stand out, but even then you don't it's it's a small a small amount. Uh, you know, like I said, to turn it into a miniseries, it would make for an epic miniseries. I don't know how they would be able to film. It would have to, like, to also do a miniseries, but then also maintain the quality of filmmaking that this had. And locations, which I absolutely loved as well. But this movie is gorgeous. Like I said, locations. Right, they actually film at a location. I don't think they filmed in the actual Andes, but they clearly filmed in snow-covered mountains, which I love. That it's it's sad that so few movies are actually set in like places. Like everything uses green screen. Everything uses the volume. Right. Obviously, in this, there's the plane crash, which I'm sure there's a lot of CG in that s sequence, which is still a mind-blowing sequence the plane crash but everything feels like real life feels like practical effects like makeup effects and i like i like a movie that feels authentic and real versus like watching something that's trying to pass computer animation off as real life i just it's noticeable and it pulls me out and i'm tired of it and it's everywhere thanks disney uh the scale, also the scale of this, these mountains that they are in, the it's just amazing. So many wide shots so allowing you to just soak it all up. Then there's, you know, a few action-y moments in this that are amazing. Um, you know, the way they're handled uh, just feels so real again. Uh, and I love seeing people rise above what they are what they think is impossible they they do what they didn't think they could do uh whether it's a survival movie like this or even similarly reality shows like america's got talent uh very different situations but in both you're faced these people are faced with a very stressful moment uh that they can't escape Right. These moments where to succeed, to survive. I mean, in this survival is a little bit more uh, literal, but to survive, you have to rise to the occasion. Right. Or die, you know, or be or go the way of the dodo. Uh, and it's so inspiring to see those stories where people do the unthinkable. 
where they rise to the occasion, where they just like surprise, like humanity is surprised by their abilities. Uh, and, and it's movies like this and shows that like America's Got Talent that I really love. Uh, so another reason why I love this movie. Um, and ever since I saw the documentary Touching the Void, uh, that is almost it's kind of a narrative film in a way it's like a hybrid storytelling where the reenactments of that where you have like interviews with the two people who the real people and it cuts to these reenactments that are basically like you're watching this movie here uh, very well done um, and it's a story that I go and watch when I need like motivation or if I just need to reframe my own perspective on life, you know, dealing with my own struggles in life, you know, watching movies like this or watching the documentary touching the void, like it really puts life in perspective and, you know, really shows like what real hardship and survival is. Um, and I, that's why I love these these kinds of stories, right? They make you take a step back and be thankful for the life you have, the existence you have, thankful that you're at home, comfortable watching a movie and not like on the verge of death constantly. Um, you're not faced with survival. You know, you, you have something in your refrigerator or pantry that you could eat. Uh, you're not down to a buddy that's no longer with you. Uh, but these stories can also speak to that part of you that believes that you yourself can do amazing things, right? It taps into that like, oh, man, like they weren't they didn't think they were would be able to survive this thing. And they were wrong and they were able to do something that they never thought was possible and. You know, for me and for other people, I'm sure it taps into that thing of like, oh, like then I can I can make things happen for me, too. Um, if you're if if only you weren't in a rigged system, I could really make if, if it was nature instead of capitalism, maybe there'd be a shot. <laughs> maybe more luck will go my way. Uh, whereas in capitalism, <laughs> good luck uh, unless you're born into wealth. Uh and that's another thing, the luck that goes into surviving these situations. Um, I mean, very unlucky circumstances, but within those circumstances, like as like all of the people that die in this movie were just unlucky. They didn't make stupid life choices. It wasn't based on their health and fitness regime. Right. It's not because they smoked cigarettes or did drugs or had premarital sex. It's just they just happened to be in a place where things made it unsurvivable. And, uh, you know, so much of success in general, whether it's in a situation like this or just in life in general, is based on luck. Things going your way when they need to go your way. Uh, you know, making the right connection at the right time. It's just, it's so much of life is random, but, uh, you know, random things in life can take you out of the game before the game even starts. 
But if you're lucky enough to have the best chance, you know, it's the question is what will you do with that given that chance, given that luck? How far will you push yourself? When everything in life is telling you to give up, you know, you telling you you won't make it, telling you you won't survive, it's impossible, right? It's movies and stories like this that show it, crazy things can happen. Unimaginable things. Like if this weren't based on a true story, this movie would be ridiculous. The things, the... the countless things for these people had to overcome these survivors had to overcome in order to survive it's just you wouldn't it wouldn't make for a good movie it just wouldn't it'd be torture which i mean i guess if you're into like the torture porn movies but you know the fact that this is based on true events just you know and we get to see all of the things that weren't in the first movie it's pretty you know it's pretty crazy. And it's a very insane story. You know, it's just like every insane journey is just a collection of steps, just merely a collection of every insane story, right? Watching this, the people that survived, it's just a collection of steps that they went through in order to survive. A lot of steps in a journey right and sometimes those steps are literal steps and then in other steps they're more metaphorical steps that you take on your journey i mean that's the thing i love about these the relatability and the motivation for whether you're somebody like me who's trying to be an artist a creative somebody outside of the the typical you know capitalist system um, trying to make and sell your own products um, and survive doing that. You have your own steps that you've gone through, especially if you've been doing it a while. You can kind of reflect on those steps. You can look back and see what those first steps were like when you first started and you didn't know anything. And then you gain experience, gain experience. Um, and in those moments, it's not about, you know, you don't think about surviving like in this movie. It's like those first moments, they weren't thinking about surviving 71 days, right? It's just about making it through the night, which brutal, right? It's not about the distance, the total distance from where you are to where it's safe, to where you want to be. It's not about that total distance. It's overwhelming. Thinking about the movie Gravity, from space to earth overwhelming distance insanely overwhelming distance but when you break it down it's just putting one foot in front of the other right small wins getting through the night getting through the day right doing doing what you can everything can be broken down into just its basic parts and you're forced to break down in these moments Right? So in these moments of survival, you're breaking down life to its smallest parts. Food, water, sleep, hopefully. Warmth, hopefully. Right? I need to get from where I am to that point right there. What's over right there. 
right? Like not I need to get to the next country over. I need to just get from point A to point B, right? I'm going to take 10 steps and then I'm going to rest because that's all I can do is 10 steps. But after I rest, I'm going to do another 10 steps and I'm going to get to that point. And you just keep continuing. And that's the journey. That's the journey in movies like this. That's the journey in life, whether they're literal or metaphorical steps. Make small goals. I'm going to get from here to there and rest. And then just keep going and just don't stop. And that's what I love about these movies, right? They show you how small and insignificant you are to the world. And sometimes you're all that stands between death and survive. Like in situation, some of the, in these survival, like the only difference is like, it's just you. There's not other pe- There's not systems in place that are keeping you from survival. It's just you versus, I mean, nature, obviously, but it's just your will to try and survive, right? There's only one way to guarantee an outcome, Right. And that's when you quit. You can guarantee failure by quitting. It's the only thing you can ever guarantee. And that's the action you can take. You can try and fail. Right. But that's not guaranteed. Because sometimes when you try, you can succeed. But the only way to guarantee anything in life is to guarantee failure when you quit. So as long as you're not quitting and you're putting one foot in front of the other, literally or metaphorically, you have no idea what you can survive because you've never done it before. Let's take a brief intermission from the show. Imagine, dear listeners, a piece of art that does more than just decorate a wall. Visualize owning a limited edition print from The Many Faces, a series that melds the beauty of the abstract and the allure with of the surreal. Each print is a conversation piece, a slice of artistic wonder in your own home. But what really elevates these prints, they come with my personal signature and unique number, making their authenticity and exclusivity a must. And guess what? Indulging in this art won't empty your wallet. Starting from just $5 for a 4 by 6 inch print are designed to be accessible, fitting both your space and your budget. To art enthusiasts, collectors, or anyone who cherishes one-of-a-kind pieces, this is your moment. Transform your living space with a touch of artistic elegance. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to select your exclusive limited edition prints today. And now let's return to the show with that extra bit of inspiration. But I do want to talk about spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled about this film, I would highly recommend checking it out on Netflix and then coming back on over Society of the Snow. It's on Netflix. It's great. Doesn't feel like it's a real movie. Doesn't feel like made for TV movie. It's a real movie. As Netflix has done in the past, they've done some best picture winners. They're capable of it. So spoilers from here on out. So to start with, 
the plane crash that happens at the beginning of this movie i mean we are kind of introduced to these people and they're all kind of all, all of these people so many people getting onto this plane and then they're on this plane of turbulence the crash is absolutely insane was not expecting the camera different camera cuts to base what is almost like a final destination kind of death scene like you could almost take the plane crash from this and put it in the fi a, f a final destination reboot movie and this is how the plane crash goes and you see like it, it definitely has that vibe shot f like has a layer of professionalism and uh and 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 just really well done in this movie but just seeing how all of the different people who are unlucky how they die right not just the back half of the plane that was torn off but also like people being sucked out the moment when the chairs all give away and just sandwiching everybody uh on the one side of the plane just absolutely brutal you're seeing like limbs just like crinkle up and snap and roll into like like these rigid legs that just get rolled up in this brutality <sighs> being impacted Im impaled by random things just j brutal also the scale of this movie is amazing when you have that one moment where a group of them kind of the first time they're going away from the their their base their the crashed plane they're trying to go up to the peak to see if they can look over the peak and see the other half of the plane um and like halfway up that peak they look back and they can't see the plane anymore and they're like well not only are rescuers not going to see the plane they're not seeing the little puny x that we put next to the plane sized x that looks puny when you get to just halfway up, I mean, they, I don't know if they're more than halfway, but they weren't all the way to the, the peak. And they already couldn't see the plane at the bottom of this little ravine. It's like just so like, oh my gosh, this is just going to be rough. It's like the beginning of like after the if the plane crash wasn't bad enough. Like that was just like, oh, insult to injury and just one of many. Um you get the talk about them eating people only seven days in, which seven days, no food dealing with like the nights that they were dealing in, like just absolutely brutal nights. I don't see how anybody slept. I would just imagine you you're up all, all night and then maybe you can sleep in the sun, get some, get some comfort in that. Um, but yeah, when they started bringing people up, I'm like, yeah, we're going to eat people. We're on a glacier. There's not a living thing anywhere near us. There's no plants, vegetations, little critters going around. We're on a big thing of snow and ice on a mountain. Not near anything. There's nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm eating people. <laughs> I'm eating people. Uh, given that's the only food source. And then they're like peeing black, which is you know a bummer seeing them eating like shoelaces and cigarettes just like so brutal right just this just just desperate um and then you have the knights that are just absolute hell and then you have them 
like before they even decide they start talking about like seven days in and then eventually the people are like i mean part of it part of the reason why they don't want to do it is like these people it's not like organ donation like somebody compared it's like it's not like organ donation because these people you have to give you know consent for your organs to be taken when you die and yes this is like organ donation like their meat is donation uh so people start giving their consents like if i die you're you have consent to eat me and then when enough people are like okay with it then they're like they would have been okay with it too uh and slowly you see them kind of trickle out to go see the dead bodies and they keep it separated kind of like our modern food system in you know in modern society where you know we go to a grocery store and it's beef right we don't see the cows being slaughtered and then the butchers cutting it up and then us getting the piece of meat that used to be a cow we don't see the cow like we are so detached i mean we didn't even call it cow we call it beef right and that's what they do with these bodies right there's a few guys that are like the butchers and then everybody else uh is just pleading ignorance at least at first at least at first uh you have the radio scene where they find it and fix it. I love the camera work in this scene where it's like super like dramatic shots, very close up on this dismantled radio as they're trying to put it together. Then like following the cable up to see the antenna that they hooked up to it. Right. And then even more dramatic when they hear that the search party is over, <laughs> like just, I mean, people freaking out obviously, but it's so sad to like, they finally get this technology to work to get information from the outside. And, I mean, I, it probably wasn't the first thing that they heard. But, like, they hear that, like, oh, we're done looking, you know. Like, if they had just never fixed the radio, they would just, there would be some bliss in their ignorance of, like, maybe, maybe, you know, we're just going to keep having to wait. Who knows where they're at? Maybe it's going to take a while to get here. Who knows? I don't know. Helicopters exist, but they, I don't know. They probably, there's got to be able to find us, but they don't have that. And they're like, oh, they're done. Um, then they start searching for more remains, like searching for, you know, other pieces of the plane. They want to find batteries. Uh, they find a lot more dead people. Um, people got stuck outside at one point when they're going to find these other batteries they get stuck outside of camp overnight which absolutely brutal as they're all like huddled together just on this mountain face as night sets in and they're just freezing to i like i don't understand how they survived these nights but in the morning which is an absolute was an absolutely beautiful sunrise this shot of sunrise over these snow-capped mountains and to see the snow that was covering these guys crack open as if they were like chicken eggs and these chickens were being born these guys were being born in the the morning light um and then sledding down the giant side that looked like fun um the only the only thing in this whole entire movie that looked like fun is when they were, had like the panel from the plane and sledding down that that mountain face to go to camp. Uh, you have people like the scene where there's one guy pre chewing food for another guy and he like 
touches his teeth and you see how loose the dude's teeth are made my skin crawl like that was like oh my good like how are his teeth staying in they're chewing raw meat and his teeth are staying in maybe that's why the other guy was pre-chewing it for him because his teeth couldn't handle it then on top of all that right no more search party people starving they gotta eat people to survive then just like out of nowhere there's an avalanche that buries them two waves of an avalanche not even just one wave two waves of an avalanche and they're buried for four days they're already like the amount of things they're surviving through and they have to be buried alive by like multiple waves of an avalanche it's just like what are we doing here what are we doing this is re- this would be the point in the movie where it'd be like bullshit why would they do they are already eating people why would you put avalanches in it which is probably why i think the first movie i don't remember avalanche avalanches in alive i mean just the the people eating people was the really the the highlight moment of that movie i remember um but yeah buried for four days you have then you have these two guys hiking the mountains for 14 days to try and get these two guys they're like let's just do it i think one of them was like the team captain maybe the other one was a coach or something like that so they were able to maybe you know get each other motivated to to push right that athletic mentality of pushing past what you think you can do um and i started getting choked up when they're you know they finally get out they send this message right and you see the message go through you see the guy running through this building to deliver the message and you seeing this message get out to people i started getting choked up and then you know even more when you see these two guys just happy eating hot food you're seeing the steam coming off the food right those guys were heroes man those guys didn't walk in a direction for two weeks surviving for they survived a total of 71 days minus 14 what is that 50 something days of just surviving and then they're like let's walk 57 days maybe i'm just gonna walk two weeks in that direction and hopefully i find something and of course like when they find the guy on the horse it's just like oh my gosh they did it they did it like they 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 got as far as they needed to get to make everything happen just crazy crazy and when the press all show up and like this another avalanche the press avalanche finding out of 71 days total and seeing everybody like when they find out that like they heard on the radio they're like oh we found two guys have been found they are alive there's people that are survivors of this thing and go cut to like everybody trying to like put a comb through their ratty hair trying to clean up for when they get rescued pretty amazing and then seeing the empty camp after they leave is like almost like another death in some ways like aside from the human people their camp was a major character of this movie 
right that the what was left of the plain fuselage their home was like the thing that gave them even like even the smallest of chances of survival and they all leave it and it's just like this moment of this camp which is something that is also emotional when i watch shows these survival reality tv shows which i love as well like alone is a really good one and after a person goes home uh they you see their camp being like kind of dismantled in this like montage in this like like a uh, slideshow um and it's it's sad because they spend so much time like they've put so much life into this home and now they leave it and to see the home just kind of you know dissolve uh when the life is taking it out of it you know it's uh it's it's weird how things like that will be emotional this thing that provided shelter uh for these people in a very very dangerous time uh but yeah i love the also the voiceover narration from one of the people that you know is unreliable because they were one of the dead people especially in the end when he's talking about how they were dead just like us right like the narrator is dead and he's like these people that survived they were dead like us they just got to leave and live again right they were all dead all those people at that camp were dead already but because of this event they were allowed to live again and to have that line delivered from somebody who's dead is like it's it's uh, it, it provides an interesting perspective for the narration i think um and i was hoping for which there may have been but i was hoping for considering this is not only a true story but there's a character in this that was taking pictures throughout i was hoping for pictures of the real people and i think there were some but a lot of the pictures that they show were just moments from the movie they were like literally just the same actors and stuff and then i think some of them were the actual people um like i think one of the shots of one of the guys who was like lounging on all the suit the pile of suitcases i think when we see that picture at the very end uh it's of the real person um but yeah i was i, I was hoping for more of that but you know because that's always a great moment in a movie based on real life when you see the people and you see like the casting see how closely they look like each other or just just to see what the real situation was like but regardless great movie well crafted film in every way the direction cinematography the acting the writing the casting was great i just only wish it was a miniseries somehow they could have made this a miniseries that would you know what so we get to know the characters a little bit more but a great film in the survival subgenre, nonetheless i really enjoyed it society of the snow uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor Show, and I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Society of the Snow. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews, and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspireddisorder where all these podcast episodes are available in video format where you can watch me. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. 
purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.